Breaking news around the NFL, the Jets are trading Jamal Adams in a fourth-round pick in 2022 to Seattle in exchange for Bradley McDougal, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Dougal. McDougal, same thing. First-round pick in 2021, a third-round pick in 2021, and a first-round pick in 2022. And when I first saw this trade, my initial reaction was that it was a fat W for the Seahawks. They have now arguably two top 10 to 15 players on their team in Russell Wilson and Jamal Adams. And they also arguably have the best safety in the league on their team and possibly the now the best middle linebacker in the NFL in Bobby Wagner. Yes, Luke Keekley is no longer in the NFL. It is going to be incredible to watch Jamal Adams play alongside another superstar. The fact that most people can't name the players on the Jets' defense besides the airport gun-toting Quinn and Williams is bad. Jamal Adams had the second most tackles, the second most sacks on the Jets. The Jets were second in the league in rushing yards given up, and that is because of Jamal Adams. He was a Swiss Army Knife. Uh, 14 tackles for a loss, most by any safety in the NFL. Isaiah, what were your thoughts when you first saw this Jamal Adams trade? This trade is far for a slam dunk victory by your Seattle Seahawks this is a win for both teams the Jets are parting ways with someone who likely wouldn't have played for the 2020 campaign at safety and are getting some nice draft capital and a starter at the same position and while the Seahawks get one of the best safeties in the NFL I'm still leaning towards the Jets as winners of this trade they got something for nothing basically a two first round draft picks which will be great down the future for a team which has been rebuilding for as long as I can remember and a safety who's going to start for them and play well and they don't have to pay record-breaking money for safety well they it's not nothing the Jets didn't trade them nothing all they could have they could in order to fix the problems they had with Jamal all they had to do was pay the man and people are overstating how good the picks are. Yes, two first-round picks, great. But they're two first-round picks from the Seahawks. They are not two first-round picks from the Browns or some other trashed organization like the Miami Dolphins. So you think that uh, Jamal Adams could have simply been paid off after saying Adam Gase did not have what it takes to lead the Jets to the Super Bowl. Do you think a contract extension would have solved the locker room strife between those two? And what message does it send to your team if the guy who says that about your coach is still on the team and getting record-breaking money? Well, at the end of the the day, money talks. So if you're going to reset the market and make him, you made this argument a couple of videos ago, if you're offered a record-breaking contract that sets the market for safeties, you're going to sign that contract no matter what, and that's your words. Yes, but I'm not talking about Jamal Adams. I'm saying if you're the Jets and you sign him to a contract after he says that about your head coach who you're trying to move forward with, you look like idiots. They were never going to do that once but you made those comments. Then about that Gase. also brings up the issue of why are you choosing Adam Gase as your head coach, a career sub 500 coach. Not the best decision. Instead of possibly, I don't want to make this bolt, but a player who's on the track to maybe one day be a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but he's certainly on track to have that type of career. He's also going down the Antonio Brown track slowly but surely. Adam Gase has had issues with the Jets for a very long time. It started in 2019 when he was angry. He quote unquote got shopped by Joe Douglas, the Jets general manager. And let's clear this up right now. Jamal Adams was not getting shopped. Joe Douglas, the Jets general manager, was answering phone calls that involved a possible Jamal Adams trade. He did not go out of his way to trade Jamal Adams. The two teams he picked up the phone for, the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens. Two teams with some really nice pieces that could maybe be more valuable than Jamal Adams. If you're so insecure that your GM is picking up the phone and you can't handle that, if you might get traded, you don't belong in the NFL. You're in the wrong line of business. 
and this is a business. Well, then, it, I mean, it also comes down to when your team's telling you one thing and then they're doing something else and it comes out behind your back. That is not going to make a player feel good about the organization he's playing for because they were telling him that he was going to be a Jet for life. And even before this most recent trade happened, Joe Douglas a couple months ago quoting, Jamal Adams is going to be a Jet for life and we want him in this locker room. He chose that he didn't want to be a Jet when he made these comps. And you're acting like he got traded. He did get Unless traded. you have Patrick Mahomes or some other elite level quarterback or Aaron Donald you don't just hang up the phone when another team mentions a player's name look at teams like the Dallas Cowboys who got amazing draft capital in the 80s after they trade away star player Herschel Walker to the Minnesota Vikings no individual player no matter how great they are is comparable to amazing draft capital you can build dynasties around that if you draft okay, but- well. and if you're so insecure that you can't handle that even being a possibility again you're emotional and don't belong in the NFL. That's an Antonio Brown I, I mean, addressing the draft capital, kind of going on what I was talking about before, over the last five years, the Seahawks' average first-round pick is 24.6, and that also accounts for all the trades they've made and where their pick would have been. So it's not like they're going to have a high pick, and with Jamal Adams on the Seahawks' team, the roster only gets better. Yes, they lost to Javion Clowney, but Javion Clowney had a tendency to get injured, and he didn't produce a high amount of sack numbers. So... Their team's going to be better next year, and the picks aren't going to be that great. And the was it the third round? The pick picks they are got first round picks. Is more of like there a are more than round one pick. round in the draft. They are first round picks, but then it's a first round. It's not first round picks in the same draft, too. I know, but you still have them layered over multiple years. You're gonna have two first round picks for the next two years. I mean, hopefully, Joe Douglas is a better GM than previous Jets GMs, but the Jets don't exactly have the best draft history. Exactly. The Jets, not Joe Douglas. You're making an assumption that they're going to miss draft. And if they do, it'll be a bad trade, but not that bad because Jamal Adams clearly did not want to play for the organization. You are still glossing over the fact that he detonated a bomb on his coach in the media a few days ago and forced his way out of the organization. Once you say something like that, we'll throw the quote up on the screen, You will not play for your team. You will not play in the city, probably. You will get shipped off to the opposite side of the country. There was no way he was staying a Jet. And to retain draft capital for that is amazing for the Jets. And a decent level safety. Like, I'm not seeing how this is a loss for the Jets in any way. Jamal Adams wasn't going to be there, and they got capital. It's a good trade. Well, you clearly think that the Jets made out well in this trade. What do you think about the Seahawks roster moving forward and their chances at making a Super Bowl run or being NFC Championship next year or if they're the best team in the NFC? I don't think they're the best team in the NFC, and I'll tell you why. They've still got a really weak offensive line. That weak offensive line is why Russell Wilson is still running for his life this far into his career and why their running backs end up hurt by Week 14. You're never going to win a Super Bowl if you don't have a good offensive line. Look at the teams in the last four Super Bowls and point out a bad offensive line. You can't. That's still the Seahawks' biggest issue, and that's what's going to hold them back. Now, speaking of Jamal Adams, what makes Jamal Adams so special and different than other safeties in the NFL is his play in the box as a blitzer. He is an incredible blitzer and was given the green light to go whenever he saw his man stay into block last year. He is the best pass-rushing safety in the NFL. That being said, some of his success is due to the Jets' blitz-heavy system allowing Adams to go whenever he wanted to. The Seahawks will probably change their system somewhat to make Adams more comfortable but when you already have the best middle linebacker in football i don't know how much you're going to flex around your defense bobby wagner is a sure thing hall of famer 
and still in his relative prime. They're going to focus their defense around him instead of Do you of remember the Seahawks defense when they had the best strong safety or in-the-box safety in the game in Cam Chancellor? Uh, I think everybody exactly. remembers that. They also had Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas. Well, they have some other pieces. You know, they got and the Wagner. gun coding. If he gets off his charges, Quentin Dunbar, who may be back there, he's developing into a very nice top 15 You cannot compare the, the Legion NFL. of Boom to this defense. It is not even close. Well, it's a defense that's building. Yes, but once that new contract hits, how well are they going to be able to build? Dunbar's not going to be able to get on the level of those all-pro safeties and cornerbacks I named. And Bobby Wagner is likely on his way out after his contract expires if they break the market for signing Jamal Adams because Wagner will demand a giant contract once his time starts. That's not really relevant. His contract will not be up in the immediate future. Well, I mean, I think the Seahawks are probably, they probably feel like they have a very good chance to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, they almost beat the 49ers both times they played last year, which is a team that went on to go to the Super Bowl. And if they have a better quarterback, they win the Super Bowl. So when they see the 49ers almost win the Super Bowl, a team they should have beat, they probably feel like they have a very good chance to do the same thing and go back if they make upgrades on their roster. And I don't disagree with you. The Seahawks are a very good team. I think their offensive line is going to be an issue, but I'm not saying they're going to miss the playoffs. They will obviously be a three or higher seed unless something goes really wrong. I'm not bashing them for making the trade. I just think the Jets got off better considering their return. Speaking of Jamal Adams' value, Let's address this. Safety is probably the least important position on defense. I would rather have an elite cornerback like Stephon Gilmore than Jamal Adams. I would rather have an elite interior lineman like, say, Aaron Donald or DeForest Buckner. I would rather have an outside linebacker slash defensive end who can consistently pressure the quarterback. And I would rather have a better linebacker core or a better stud mill linebacker than a stud strong safety. He is not as valuable as his contemporaries on that team. I I mean, I disagree with that because Jamal Adams can play all over the field. He can play in the box as a linebacker, a lot, lot of speed when you put him in there. You can play him over the top because he's got safety skills, obviously. And with corners, corners only play on one side of the field all the time. Safeties go move over all over That's the place That's not everywhere. true. That's just not true. Zone cornerbacks are a thing. Take a look at guys who had amazing success in zone like Josh Norman and Tredavious White. But there is a long list of non-safety defenders I'd rather have than Jamal Adams. And I can go down that list right now if you want me to. I mean, I'm assuming you prepare I've written the list. Let's throw up some pictures. Tredavious White, who I just mentioned, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, amazing in zone, great at stopping the pass. In the current NFL, I'd want him more than I'd want Jamal Adams. Stephon Gilmore, Defensive Player of the Year, best cornerback in football, I'd want him more than I'd want Jamal Adams. DeForest Buckner, big, run-stopping defensive tackle who can also pressure the quarterback, I want him more than i want Jamal Adams. Aaron Donald, no need to say anything else. Cameron Hayward, no need to say anything else. Miles Garrett, young up and cunner who will break the market with his contract. I want him more than Jamal Adams. Either Bosa brother, young defensive end who will threaten the quarterback and the run game every play. I want them more than I want Jamal Adams. J.J. Watt, if he's healthy, no need to say anything there. Khalil Mack, Von Miller, Bobby Wagner, no need to say anything for those three. Amazing players, some of the best at their positions at more important positions who will consistently pressure the quarterback and be more involved. Eric Kendricks, first team all-pro linebacker last year, the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. I want him more than I want Jamal Adams. And Darius Leonard, the young man from the Colts who consistently year in and year out is in race for the most tackles in the NFL. 
I want him more than I want Jamal Adams. Safety is not as important of a position as any of these well, other guys. There's any, more any value of those players you just named, bought. Isaiah, are they on the market for the Seahawks to add to their team to help them make a Super Bowl run? If you told any of these teams that you could trade two first-round picks and a third for someone like, say, DeForest Buckner, Tredavious White, and maybe Khalil Mack, I don't know how well Chicago's going, probably Eric Kendricks, I think there's a decent chance they take it. But again, Adams is about to get a contract that will be higher than some of these guys and doesn't play as important position and probably isn't as good as them. And some of that is due to his contract coming up in this time where we think the salary cap is about to explode. But I just can't sign a safety like Adams for that type of money and feel satisfied when there are better to be players. Be fair, out they there. haven't signed him yet. They're not going to sign him in 2020 <laughs> per our sources. But the Seahawks traded all that draft. Uh, our sources Google. But if the Seahawks trade all that draft capital and don't sign them, they look like idiots. As we're called in the comment section often. Do you have anything you'd like to wrap the video up with, Tristan? Would you like to I, sing I, the Seahawks I have a message to Jets fans. It is, as I said earlier, it's amusing to me that the Jets chose a career sub-500 coach over a franchise player who's only been a superstar since he stepped on the field. Has relatively transformed the defense. The Jets fans and fans in general can be happy all they want about their pick haul, but they will be quiet when these picks turn into someone like Calvin Pryor from 2014 who's out of the league or maybe it turns into Christian Hackenberg when they try and replace the guy who's the Long Island medium at quarterback there are so many issues the Jets have two bottom of the first round picks won't fix it there's a chance they miss and don't get a generational talent such as Jamal Adams or some high-end safety that happens every year falls to them and then they're just replacing Jamal Adams and everyone's looking at them like what are you doing? Their tenure as the worst team in New York, I think, will continue. And the Jets are probably going to fire Joe Douglas before he even gets a chance to make more wins picks. than the Giants last year, by the way. Hey, the Giants got Danny Dimes. And he led them and to the And the Jets wins. are going to fire Joe Douglas before he gets to make the second first round pick. Joe Douglas will be around as a general manager. He has not made a bad move yet, and that streak's continued. The Jets may not be better in the short term without Jamal Adams, but in terms of long term and in terms of locker room chemistry, pack your bags, Jamal. Don't let the door hit you where the sun don't shine. <laughs> that has been our thoughts on the Jamal Adams trade. Let us know what you thought about the move down in the comments below. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We've been posting a lot more. Like the video. Subscribe. We're on 38. Trying to get to 50. You know, that'd be nice. See you next time.